talk about the Human Rights Commissioner of BC and the work they're doing. So what they've done is they've launched an inquiry into police use of force against racialized individuals and those who have mental health issues. Why are they doing this? Well, it was prompted by a study done back in 2021, so a couple of years ago, which revealed what the office calls a concerning pattern of discrimination. So some questions about this, right? Our producer, Bianca Rego, decided to speak with the Human Rights Commissioner, Kasari Govender, to find out what did they learn during this 2020 investigation that led them to launch this entirely new inquiry. So this inquiry uh, builds on some work that we did in 2021. We released a report called Equity is Safer. And it was looking at police data from five different police jurisdictions in the province, some RCMP, some municipal police forces. And we looked at whether those policing practices in a, on arrests and mental health situations where police were called, whether certain racialized communities were impacted more than others. And we found, uh, somewhat unsurprisingly, that indeed, Indigenous people and Black people in particular, as well as West Asian people in some circumstances, are highly disproportionately impacted in arrests and detentions and in mental health incidents. So with this inquiry, we're taking a step further and expanding that analysis to uh, use of force across the province. Do police use force disproportionately against some communities more than others? And we're expanding to look at all the police forces across the province, not just doing that deep dive onto five. So I know this might not explicitly fall under the specific category of excessive use of police force, but what about police street checks? As someone who lives in downtown Vancouver, it's something that I see all the time, even though it was supposed to be phased out in 2020. So is that something that's going to be addressed as well? Uh, We aren't. This inquiry is going to be very specific to police use of force, but we did actually look at police stops in the last work we did. So we did make some recommendations in our Equity is Safer report uh, about changing police directives so that we can take out the randomized element of police stops. That is often where, um, and I'll put randomized in quotes, it's often where our biases and stereotypes enter into decision making. That's a human characteristic that when we're, we're trying to make decisions that often our own biases and stereotypes will enter in. And one of the ways around that is to make things really systematized and based in law and and policy. Um, And so we made some recommendations about how to do that. Those have not been implemented yet by government, though. Okay, so with that said, how can you be sure that the recommendations that you make in this inquiry, if you do make any recommendations at all, whether or not they will be implemented? Um, it's, you know, it's tricky, uh, whether, how, how they'll be implemented. I can tell you a little bit more about my power as human rights commissioner. So I have the power to initiate, when I initiated an inquiry, I have the power to compel evidence and re- require people to participate in the process. So require, for example, the data be produced for our use or require people to uh, participate in interviews. So that's one important way that we have some, we have some teeth in the process and people can't hide Uh, and public entities can't hide information in that process. We can make that public. I will file this report with the legislature, along with my recommendations, uh, and we'll we'll do some public awareness raising around that, including talking to media. And then I can require in that process um, duty bearers, so people who are receiving my recommendations, likely in this case, government and potentially police agencies themselves, that they re- that they report back to me on a regular basis at, at intervals that I can set about how well they're doing complying with those recommendations. And then again, I can make that public. So part of the teeth here is really about public pressure. 
So on the note of public pressure, are you going to be speaking with the public about alleged instances of excessive police force, like either people who have witnessed it or who have undergone instances of this excessive force? We're not sure if the entire process will undertake yet. Where this, this inquiry is going to be primarily focused on the data, but we are talking to uh, community agencies and community uh, members about how we use that data. So that's where our, a lot of our consultation will focus, is to ensure that, again, that we're using data in a way that's really respectful to communities. This is not going to be as focused on individual cases of police violence, as important as those are. This inquiry is really going to be fo- focused on that statistical picture so that we can see who's impacted where. So where do you get that data? Uh, directly from from the provincial government at this point. Um, so all of our data is is from the provincial government. We're unlikely in this case to go directly to police just because they've already um, are required to give that information to the government. Sorry, I'm a, a big true crime buff here, but there have been a lot of instances where these issues were not accurately reported by the authorities if they were even reported at all. So how are you going to make sure that doesn't happen? Like, how will you know that the data will be accurate? Well, one of the things that we're going to be looking at is not only what do we have, but what do we not have? So what are the gaps um, that may be evident there? And uh, making sure one of the questions that we're asking is, is, is there's compliance with, with the re- statutory requirements, the legal requirements to report on this? Um, and, and what, well, how might those legal requirements need to shift a little bit if we want to fill those fill those gaps in the data? So, for example, we're not sure we're going to be able to get great racial data from these reports, um, and so if we can't, uh, we'll be looking to how do we how do we ensure that we can get access um, to that kind of breakdown? Um, this is my final question. I wanted to mention as we've been talking about that. These investigations have gone on for years. It's something we've been talking about for so long. So what about this specific inquiry is different from the others? So we know that we hear from racialized communities um, and communities with disabilities, people with disabilities, that these are experiences that they're having. Uh, What we need sometimes is the data to really ensure that we can... uh, ensure that these stories really have that power of statistics behind them. And that can be powerful. It's really powerful to have people's stories as well, but it can be powerful and important for policymakers, for lawmakers to have that information that they can make then evidence-based decision-making on. So it's often a really about, um, you know, backing up and bolstering what, what we're already hearing in community and using that data to really leverage for it to make change. All right, that is BC's Human Rights Commissioner Kasari Govender speaking with our producer, Bianca Rego.